Welcome back to Beards and Brews. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, smack that bell so you know when we have another one brewing. This week's movie, gentlemen, it's going to be Queen of the Damned. Now, I know this is usually where I say, hey, fellas, what do you think? I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to convince me that this movie was real. Gentlemen. Why would I want to do that? By real. All right, case closed. That was uh, Queen of the Gosh Darned. By real, what do you mean? I'm, I'm ready to try to debate this. I mean, like, this movie, I don't know. It doesn't go anywhere. There's no real story here. Nothing really happens. What are you talking about? It goes all the way to Death Valley. Oh, my goodness. This, I don't know. Like, I've never just seen a movie that just happened in a really long time. So I was just kind of gobsmacked or godsmacked that, like, felt like this movie was written, produced, directed by Hot Topic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude, this is 100% new metal, the movie. That's all it is. Yeah, this came out hot on the tails of, you know, Korn being one of the biggest bands in the world. This was, what, 2002? And, man, you can tell that Jonathan Davis from Korn had so much to do with this. He even makes a little cameo appearance there in the middle. Yeah, I, I saw that for sure. And I feel like I feel like there's like actual talent that happened in this movie. We'll go over here, but there's like a good 20 minutes where I'm just like, man, all right, this is like, this is classic vampirism. You know, this is actually pretty good. I would like some more of that. And the movie's just like, hey, uh, we got to get the Death Valley. Uh, yeah. I'm watching a vampire movie that's pretty good, but product placement needs to really get in there right about now. Like, I wasn't embarrassed or anything for the movie. I was just like, man. What? Okay, so jumping into the movie, I'm embarrassed in the first five fucking minutes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No kidding, yeah. Look, man, like, let's say you were having, like, a nice little nap and your next-door neighbors start jamming out. What do you do? Do you, like, bang on their door to get them to stop, or do you just, like, lay sexily on their amplifiers at them? There comes a time in every vampire's life where he's (laughs) new metal for the first time, and... Nipple rings and violins, very alternative. And while he's laying up there sexily, pretending to be Jonathan Davis from Corn, <laughs> that fucking thing he's doing with his face is so fucking embarrassing. I have cushions, like little pillows on my couch. I picked one up and held it in front of my face during <laughs> that. Gotta hide from it. Yeah, Yeah. this comes off, especially this first scene where he's just like, you know, being and then he interacts with like the band doing practice or whatever. This comes off as like the most try hard edgy episode of what we do in the shadows. (laughs) Oh, man, this movie has edgy just like in spades. It's so fucking weird. And like what got a giggle out of me immediately was like the rest of the band. They're just like, whoa, what's this spooky looking guy doing on our equipment? But the lady that was in the band was just like, All I can say is, I'm a band pyre! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes! Goodness. So, I guess a little bit of backstory. This uh, vampire, Lestat, which I guess is French for the statistic, he's awoken from his slumber because of this band playing this just fucking awesome new metal music. And I guess that was his opportunity to just reveal himself to the world because... Because, yeah, like, he hears it, and then he's like, huh, what is this? It's it. It's it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me climb out of my sarcophagus that I've been laying in for the past 150 years. 
all I can say is this dude looks like Edward from Twilight, dressed like a pimp. Oh no! <laughs> no, what he reminds me of is uh, you guys seen uh, Bride of Chucky, like the oh, yeah. little the little scrawny boy who's always trying to hit on Tiffany, like the real life Tiffany. Ah. Uh. Who's like crawling on her bed and like shirtless and is like, hey, you want some of this? And she's just like, pass. All I'm saying is that this whole movie's a missed opportunity because over some vague research of this movie, this is technically a sequel to Interview with a Vampire. And this is Tom Cruise's character. So I'm picturing little old Tom Cruise over there just be like, I, I love new metal, guys. I love new metal. <laughs> One thing I want to get out of the way just so we can talk about it. The casting for this movie is abysmal. Oh Um, my god, it's so all over the place, yeah. Like, aside from, like, the new metal extras that you'll see here and there, and maybe the kids in the band, every main character, that's not a character that you as an actor need to portray. Any of you. Listen, they just wanted this movie to be about sex, Clamato juice, and rock and roll. Ew. Lamato juice. Did you guys like that whenever he like shows up for his big reveal after he's like, I write music and shit. He's on those big screens and the mm. reporter's down there looking up at all these big screens. But whatever reason, whenever she speaks, his eyes look down at her like he's seeing out of that fucking monitor. I mean, I guess you could chalk it up to like, it's magical, whatever. Doesn't matter. But like what fucking tickled me about it is just like, She's kind of grilling him. You know, it's like, why'd you come out now? Wouldn't everybody else be pissed that you're doing this? And he's just like, hey, let's go fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's basically just like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, vampires, come on, uh, come out and play. Uh, I just want to be a rock star right now. Uh, I'll see you all at Death Valley. See it burning, man. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking... Okay, so... It shows those big screens. Everything looks like it's fairly modern technology. Pan back to him sitting in front of a camera with a goddamn setup of old computers from the 70s and a TV (laughs) remote from the fucking 60s. That thing is huge and thick. I mean, I guess that's all he could afford. He didn't have any money. Like, his superpower is just taking his shirt off. So that's all he had. (laughs) Fair enough. I wish that that was my superpower. (laughs) So the next thing we know, we're going back to England and he's like uh, at his uh, house or one of his houses. I don't know. With some groupies, couple of sluts. Slush. Yeah. Sir, the proper term is. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's all everybody's just all blood horny listening to some static X. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so the song cold we're so cold it's playing and i'm sitting there nodding my head like yeah i like this song and then i'm seeing lestat like backwards spider-man crawl <laughs> up the wall to escape oh a blow job <laughs> yeah it's so bad like he's a vampire he has special skills and like in a bunch of other movies it's kind of impressive when they just like walk up the wall because you know folks can't do that but this guy is like <laughs> crawling on the wall 60s batman style all the way up the fucking thing and then he just jumps down and eats those ladies. So the scene's over. It just stops. The animation for this, by the way, is so bad. It reminds me of... I don't know if there was an Animorphs television show back in the day, back in the 90s. But if there was, that's what I imagine the animation would be like when they're, like, transforming or something. Beast it's Wars. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Oh, Beast Wars. Nice. 
That chimp sounds like Optimus Prime. That song is playing, though. And again, I'm like, fuck, dude, that's such a good song. And I was in a good place, you know? I had some drinks, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching this, and I was like, this song would be perfect for some freaky shit. And I could just imagine it being in a better film. Yeah, okay, this movie is kind of well-known more for its soundtrack, I feel like, than actually being a movie and if you were a new metal kid back in the day like you had this soundtrack it is legit all the way through like back. look looking back on it now you're like yeah that's whatever but you know you got you got all kinds of good stuff jonathan davis does like six tracks for it static x marilyn manson you got disturbed down with the sickness uh you got all like it's just packed full of like everything that i wanted to listen to at that time orgy papa roach Solid. So basically, whoever bought a ticket to this movie spent like 10 bucks just for a really long music video. 100%. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. But not a very good music video, especially whenever Kate Face is there. Fucking hate this chick. Who's Kate? Oh, is it like B-Plot Lady? Yeah, dude. The fucking main heroine or whatever she is, she is just wearing like a fucking half-inch thick thing of makeup. It's so noticeable. That's because she got beat up a lot when she was playing for the Mighty Ducks. Oh, shit, dude. Amelia Estes fucking wore her out. <laughs> yeah, the actress that plays the, I guess, primary heroine in this movie, like the human in this movie, uh, was the actress that played the girl hockey player for Mighty Ducks 2. I was like, oh, I recognize man. her from fucking something. What is it? Mighty She's Ducks 2. kill Marius with a knuckle puck. <laughs> no, she's gonna she's gonna break that stick in half. That way, she has like a wooden stake. I was gonna say, well, she needs to jam it in this movie and just like put it out of its fucking misery. Because you know, B plot ahoy. You know, as vampires are doing their vampire thing, she goes into like this paranormal academy or whatever that just exists in London. Yeah, she evidently works for the London International Center for Paranormal Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guess she had done some like extracurricular detective work to find out where like all these vampires are hiding and like her shtick is somewhat solid even though it's super convenient how she finds it and like everybody everybody on the board is like well why did you do that we're just a board we don't really do anything you know we just say it exists not prove it basically yeah you're supposed to sit in this office you're not supposed to go out and like see the vampires yeah (laughs) and then the fucking B-plot David shows up and he's like, yeah, we know all about Marius. He was the first gay vampire. <laughs> you can see and, like, he had the Alton proud Picasso painting. That's what I was going to bring up. He had just like a half dozen paintings. Like, I guess they're like these rare antiquity things. And he's just like, look at this one and that one. You see anything similar? No, they're gay. <laughs> you know what I call this one? Bailey's. <laughs> I call this one Bailey's a bit bigger. <laughs> Honestly, Marius, I was talking about the casting. Marius is the, the worst offender to me in the whole thing. He's supposed to be this, like, you know, ancient sire of a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is just not intimidating in any capacity whatsoever. No, 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 no. He's very frail, balding. He looks like the kind of guy who manages a Wendy's. Dude. He's the guy who's running that goddamn Wendy's that Sean Connery's passed out in. <laughs> oh no, that's his real eternal struggle. It's this Scottish man, fucking blackout drunk in his drive-through. 
Gay vampire, get me a fucking frosty before I stake ya. I, I want to talk to somebody else. Somebody get rid of Count Fugula. <laughs> oh, shit. For me, he reminds me of, like, the scrawny pale guy who's, like, working at the, the record store in high fidelity. Mm. Yeah, and he's trying to come off as, like, an intimidating, like, vampire guy, and it just doesn't work in any capacity. The kind of guy that walks up is like, I'm a vampire. And you're just like, all right. Get out here, Nicolas Cage, and he puts in his fake teeth and bites you. Even <laughs> if that's know. true, I don't care. Please leave me alone. <laughs> yes. He's just like, <laughs> Dude, but, like, their first date is so weird. Lestat's there, all sprawled out in the bed in his mustard pants. Just Lestat. uber fucking bottom bitch. And in comes Marius, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to drink you like a fucking nice Chianti. And he just Wait, jumps on him good. and fucking makes him drink his titty milk. And he's like, rise like Christ. Did the movie even give a solid reason why he chose him to be turned instead of just eating him? Uh, he was a little Lord Fonteroy. I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, the movie's kind of whatever. Even, even the character's just like, I picked you because... You had your shirt off. Uh, at what point are we in this? Are we... Um... Uh, the Charlie this Daniels was... band's about to fire up. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I get. You're talking about like uh, when he slits his wrist and he lets Lestat drink from him? Where he's looking like uh, fucking Joaquin Phoenix when he's playing the Joker? Drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then he sits up afterwards and, like, he just sits straight up and he looks like uh, Elijah Wood in Sin City when he's, like, propped up against that tree, like, bleeding out. Ooh, Sin City's a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, here's Queen of the Damned. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Not a good movie. But you're absolutely right. Like, uh, he just gets chosen for whatever reason. And uh, we get the whole backstory about the actual Queen of the Damned, like, the original vampire is played by Aaliyah. And I guess Lestat has this, like, insane fucking fiddle skill. And he, like, bursts into her catacomb or whatever and starts being like Satan from Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. He's like, listen to my licks, they're fucking tasty. And goes fucking wild on it. And her statue, like, comes to life or some shit. Yeah. Dude, I'm... he fiddle diddles her. Oh, man. Got her rock hard. Is that supposed to happen with the ladies? <laughs> I don't know, but one thing that we can't ignore, Aaliyah, let's go back to Aaliyah for a second. She was actually in the process of making this film when, unfortunately, she tragically died in a, uh, what was it, an airline accident uh, back in 2001 during the, uh, I think it was post-production of this film. And I have to say, after seeing this movie, that was probably only the second worst thing to happen to Aaliyah that year. Oh, shit. Hey, look, <laughs> every little piece that she's in this movie, I don't give a fuck, she's hot. I can give her credit. Like, I feel like she's in a completely different movie. I'm not going to say that she was a fantastic actor, but, like, she was fucking putting on some moves. Like, she was trying. It's just the movie that she was unfortunately trapped in was god-fucking-awful. Yeah, it seems like every time she shows up, the tone of the movie changes. But yeah. the bad thing is she only shows up in a couple little places. Like, for her being the title queen of the damned, yeah. she's really not in this movie very much. This is all about Lestat and Marius. Speaking of Mario, uh, he gets real jealous that 
Lestat got the fiddle diddle Akasha. He got his peach before Omario did. And he's like, you cannot have her. She's an alcoholic. She drank and drank and drank. <laughs> so now I'm going to leave you here all by yourself. You cannot have her. You cannot. Oh, hi, Lestat. That is the quality of his fucking tone. <laughs> this is Tommy yeah. Wiseau. Like, even the, uh, there's an occasional, like, voiceover. It sounds so bad. Like, on that level. On the Tommy Wiseau level. But I more compare it to, like, if Tommy Wiseau was trying to do the voice of Dracula, only the Dracula character on what we do in the shadows. But we all know, like, if it was Tommy Wiseau trying to do a Dracula accent, it would just be Tommy Wiseau's voice. He wouldn't even try. (laughs) Yeah. Now... He gets left there all by himself, and it's literally Beetlejuice at this point. He is fucking Lydia, and he's whining like a little bitch. He's like, I am alone. I am utterly alone. Mario doesn't answer my calls. (laughs) The movie kind of goes out of its way to show the moment or, like, the beginning of him losing his humanity. And they go off on this, like tangent where like he sees this beautiful woman playing the fiddle and he shows up with his rock and fiddle too he starts fiddling around some more and i guess the guy that she's with is just like huh that's a that's a catchy tune you got there lad he's like wait a minute only vampires can play that song or something because that's how it feels uh sir ladies and gentlemen the charlie daniels band (laughs) never went down for some blood steel (laughs) yeah i was thinking that it was because like hey this guy's really good he must be a vampire if he's that good. Oh, if it was a woman, it'd be a witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. At the same time, you know, his buddy, Balding Dracula, is just like right behind him with like his arm around his throat. just <laughs> And he's just over with. He's like, eh, yeah, we, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. Like the lady winds up dying too at the hands of Lestat. And mm-hmm. she just dies so easily. Like, just out of nowhere, right? She, like, she's running away, of course. She's scared. And Lestat's like, no, come back. And, like, catches up to her and just barely even nudges her. And her neck is just snapped in two. <laughs> That's all it takes. You got all that vampire energy. That's, like, hard strength. <laughs> like, I didn't expect a person to be a Kit Kat. Just <laughs> break one off. <laughs> uh, so, the next thing that we get after this is Jessie, the, uh, the girl, the the heroine of this or if you want to i don't know what she is she's the human in this she decides to go against her boss's wishes who was like hey you can't go back down there and she's like i'm going back down there so i gotta dress up all vampy (laughs) and sexy and go to this uh vampire speakeasy that's a good way to put it i like that yeah it's such a weird fucking bar there's like a vampire lady austin powers yes and she winds up, like, you know, meandering to, like, the actual bar of the joint. And you get, like, old vampire, lady vampire, Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins. You know, the whole gang's there. Yeah, this is basically the bronze, if you've ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's basically that, except it's, like, you know, 99% vampire instead of just, like, 40 or 50% like it usually is. There's even business vampire, Deadpool vampire. <laughs> business vampire. And then you got fucking Lestat creeper fading in the background. Yeah, he's just sitting back there, just like creeping, watching. You, you get that vibe from just about everybody in the room because, like, when she finally goes to the bar and they kind of clearly see that she hasn't been there before, like, the whole situation just becomes 
for lack of a better term, rapey. A little bit. Yeah, like, uh, they start asking her, like, hey, who are you? You've got a... Do you have a host? Oh, yeah? What's his name? And she says, Marius. And everyone around is just like, fucking doubt that. <laughs> X to doubt. Yeah, I, I actually wrote down press X to doubt. <laughs> they all pressed X. So, what does she do? <laughs> Exit? Stay left. Oh, snagglepuss. <laughs> She fucking just skedaddles and she's followed out by, you know, the Union Jack, Billy Corgan, and some other fucking forgettable vampire. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to drink your blood. And they start coming in on some of the worst wire work I've ever oh seen. Oh my goodness. This entire movie probably had a wire work budget of probably 12 bucks. And you see every dollar. I compare this a lot to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Both vampire movies taking place, you know, sort of in the real modern world that came out at about the same time. I gotta be honest, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is just, like, better across the board, especially when it comes to effects. If you remember oh, sure. Buffy's effects being good, they're not good, but they're a hell of a lot better than the effects in this. I don't know. It had to have been like a choice made on set or something. You know, it's like, you know, we'll do the wire work slow so we don't hurt anybody and we'll just speed it up in post. And they tried it and it fucking looked god awful. So instead of trying to make it work, they put some like weird slow mo, fast mo, like. It's like they're buffering. Yeah, yeah. It's like some weird blur or something like that. It just, but it makes it look extra cheap. Like it doesn't do any justice to the effect. Lestat comes out of nowhere. Judy chops a few guys. They run away. <laughs> He starts sexually, like, sucking on his thumb all weird after he gets some of her blood on it. And she's like, I read your diary. It touched me. It touched me. Oh, my goodness. That line. That delivery. Oh. It just hurt me. Because it was so, like, is there anything less than flat? Like, I don't know. It was just like, it touched me. So flat that it's inverted? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're both, like, concave. What'd you say? (laughs) It's concave. Yeah. But they're both just like looking at each other all kind of blood horny or maybe just regular horny. I don't really know what it is, but like the interaction between these two, I feel like is super unnatural. Yeah. It's not even supernatural or anything because (laughs) I don't know if it's the bit next or like later on. um, She like cuts her titty and she's like, Hey, give me a zuckle. And he's just like, mm, well, let me show you how vampires really are. I don't know. Like, kill some random lady. And like, is this what you want me to kill? Do you want to die? And she's kind of like, yeah, into that. Please. You know? <laughs> yeah, but in between all this, she calls her boss and is like, yeah, I talked to Lestat. Uh, I don't care what you said. I'm going to the concert, dad. Dude, 100%. <laughs> She's like, David, I'm breaking up with you and following the stat on tour. He said I can be a groupie. <laughs> We're going to go to Hollywood and coffin and chill. <laughs> he just wanted to go out for a bite. Oh, Lord. Now we're in Hollywood, and like anyone really gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> guess who's there? It's a me, Marius. Or is it Dave Matthews? <laughs> I did it. Do you think I've gone too far? Uh, but now fucking Marius and goddamn Lestat are sitting on some fucking awning or some shit. And they're like, look, I'm famous. He's like, people are going to eat you, Lestat. And he's like, I want them to eat me. And <laughs> man, what? 
I think they're it's just sitting up so... on like a billboard atop the Sunset Strip because yeah. I guess that's where they can blend in. Well, I mean, at that point, he doesn't want to blend in. He just wanted to be like, look at this giant billboard with my face on it. I'm so famous and sexy. And I'm just going to okay. sit here and show you how famous and sexy I am because millions of people want my fame and sexiness. His whole gimmick is I am a vampire, a real one. I can prove it. The fucking dude can fly. Why doesn't he just <laughs> like up. show up and go, hey, look, whoosh. <laughs> because he was emotionally moved by the new metal that he heard from his resting place. That's the only reason. Vampirism tried to kill the metal. It was swept aside. <laughs> Right. But, yeah, we get a little bit more of the script there in that little conversation. Your music has awoken a very old friend. I don't really care. Uh, all right, fly away. Then we hard cut back to the bar that we went to earlier. And then Alea is just, like, waltzing around just like, Hey, anybody want to buy me a drink? Anybody need a light? <laughs> she's like, check out how hot I am. And then she's like, not now, crones. Back off, you see. <laughs> the one thing i will say about this about this uh scene right here we've got like actually a pretty decent jonathan davis solo song it's got like a trip-hop vibe to it but then it comes in with like the the corn type vocals it's a little bit offsetting but like i think this is one of the best songs in the whole movie well i'm glad the music's real good because the effects are god fucking awful like I know, like, vampires have, like, wacky magical powers and all that stuff, and this can be entertaining, but, like, I feel they didn't know what to do with how awful the the effects actually were, because, like, when somebody burns up, it's not like in Blade, where they just, like, dissolve or whatever, it's kind of cool, you know, they turn into a skeleton before they go away, they're like, this shit's awful, how do we get rid of it? It floats away! <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like someone got killed on Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Like, fucking Akasha is, like, burning them up, and they're like... <laughs> fade away. Casting that Firaga. There we go. But, like, she's burning them all up, and look, I ain't gonna take nothing away from her. The way she is moving in this scene, she looks amazing. I like her outfit, I like the way she looks, and she's melting some motherfuckers. And then she even has the swagger, I suppose, to sashay Shantae out the goddamn burning room. She's super comfortable in that fucking Princess Leia outfit that she had on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I feel like I, I didn't really see her feet, wasn't really paying attention to the feet, but I feel like she's just, like, on a dolly <laughs> or something, just, like, floating through the whole area as she's, like, catching everyone and everything on fire. Said feet. Now, Quentin wants to know your location. I'm right over here, QT. Come and get it. Did you guys think that vampires just equal meth heads at this point? They're just, like, goth junkies. They well, if, if like we're it. in Hollywood, that's exactly what it is. Oh, okay. those Hollywood vampires. The Hollywood vampires, Johnny Depp. Marilyn Manson and yeah. Charlie Sheen. Is Charlie Sheen oh, one of those two? Ooh. I hope so. He's got tiger <laughs> Just I hope so. <laughs> Did you guys notice in every music video where Lestat's dancing around or whatever, it just looks like a cheap rip of Scott Weiland? No, but I can see that. Uh, but I do see, like, every time he's actually trying to, like, show that he's singing... It just oh, looks so good. bad because he does not look like the kind of person that Jonathan Davis's voice would come out of. Okay. Now, that's that's one of my biggest problems with this film is Jonathan Davis, like when he's yelling these vocals, 
you can really tell that there's like a motion behind them. He, there's no way to get that kind of noise out of your body with a flat face. You cannot do it. Yeah. But every time Lestat's character is singing, it is like the flattest, zero emotion face and a full volume guttural scream. It looks like somebody just like passed him the mic while they were playing Guitar Hero, and he was like, I don't know what to do with this, uh, but uh, just do it. It'll be all right. It's like a really big karaoke night by the end yeah. of it. Super weird. Yeah, the next thing up, uh, we're actually treated to a very nice little uh, cameo from Jonathan Davis himself trying to, I guess, scalp tickets uh, out in front of the club in L.A. And, oh, uh, what's-her-name girl shows up dressed like, uh, of course, a cute little goth girl from the fucking early 2000s. Dude, she gets out of a fucking yellow cab and I lost my shit. I was like, she just rolled up this concert in a fucking cab. Death cab for Chubby. Oh. Nice. Is this like this little bit like where they're trying to like just like acquire a couple women for Lestat or whatever just like before the show? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The manager grabs a couple of girls. She's one of them and uh, they go back to his house in Hollywood and he's just like, uh, I only need one of you. I'll take you. And the manager's like, uh, sorry, hon. Let, let's go. Yeah, I actually felt kind of bad for her because like, she probably put a ton of time putting that much white foundation on her face. It was fucking oh, ridiculous. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the exchange between these two afterwards is fucking deplorable, so I'll skip it and get right to the Willy Wonka scene. Uh, she's like, oh, Lestat, I love you, some stupid shit. And he's like, close your eyes, count to three. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure new metal goodness. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember what's going on in this scene, really. There's, like, a safety pin that she, like, draws across her skin to get him, like, a little bit tempted into turning her. Because that's what she wants. She wants him to, I guess, turn her, right? That's what yeah. the goal is? Yeah. He almost dropped this bitch. Yeah, no kidding. But like, that was her ticket, right? Just to get him blood horny? Just, you know, just nick the old titty, see what happens. But he's basically just like, you're sexy because you're human. Your mortality makes me horny. If you were one of us, I wouldn't care about you anymore. And no. everybody watching the movie just like, boo. What I took away from this was Lestat's over there trying to explain her, hey man, I want to die. And she's <laughs> like, suck my titty. <laughs> and Lestat... <laughs> It's just always being sexually assaulted by women. <laughs> You're not wrong. So is that why he slept away for like 200 years? He just like hates women? Yeah, I mean, he's that tired I of it. Well, he fucking suckolds her ass. Did you see that? I mean, he, like, with that makes outfit... her stand in the background while he sucks some other person. With that outfit that he wears all the time, like, I mean, he's kind of asking for it, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> He's doing that walking against the wind shit. <laughs> anyway, so now I think is where we get to the actual concert in Death Valley that they've been hyping up this whole time. And I actually yeah. just went to Death Valley not too long ago. I have no idea where this concert is actually at, but it is gigantic. It is like Burning Man level of concert. It's huge. It's like a Bonnaroo. Yeah. Fucking, and guess what? Disturbs playing. David and Mario <laughs> there. Fucking, there's vampires in the crowd. Uh, D&D oh, arrive to assist. 
like the vampires in the crowd were fucking hilarious because everybody's moshing, having a fucking great time. And these people that are like a foot taller than everybody else in dark robes showing up like Sith Lords to this show, they're just like paid no attention. To be fair, they kind of blend in. We but, are not the vampires, you see. But Lestat, like, I noticed right here, Lestat, like, peeks around the side of the stage, looking to the crowd, and when he does that, he looks just fucking like Kira Knightley. Oh. Yeah, like, straight up. Oh, no. But, yeah, the vampires, uh, like, all the Sith Lords or whatever they are, the Dementors, they're all like, Dementors, fine, Jesse. Yeah. yeah, that was the worst part of uh, prison, was the Dementors. When I was watching, I was like, yeah, they're definitely Death Eaters or something, because this is fucking ridiculous. Death Eaters, that's what I was trying to think of, yeah. This is also one of the funniest scenes, because they start fighting, and it looks like something straight out of Dune, 1984. Oh, I don't know, man. This was rough. Like, we, we spoke about, like, those awful, like, uh, faded effects, like when Lestat was, like, bumping around and stuff. Like, imagine eight people just flying around a stage like that. It's like a big fucking hazy mess. Ooh, you say hazy. Speaking of haze, what I've got here from Abita Brewing Company. We've got a, a beer that I've had before, but it has been a very long time. This used to be one of my kind of go-tos in the early days of the craft beer resurgence. Uh, this is Purple Haze. It's a raspberry lager out of Abita Springs, Louisiana. This is a 4.2% raspberry lager. But this is definitely a hazy looking beer. Not really purple. It's got more of like a like a ruby red grapefruit juice look to it. Aroma smells more or less like a regular lager. I don't get a whole lot of fruit, raspberry, anything like that. Smells like a lager, maybe slightly sweeter than a regular like, uh, you know, Miller Lite or something like that. But the more I smell it, the more like copper I'm getting. It smells like metal or something. Like you can just smell the fucking container it was brewed in. I don't know what, it, not, a lot of the time you'll get like metal notes from, I don't know if it's the barley or the hops or a combination, especially in lagers, that kind of copper flavor. So it's like a what new metal smell? Fuck, like that a, was my joke. Uh, oh. But honestly, you don't get a whole lot of raspberry flavor at all. This isn't like a super sweet flavored beer. It's very much like a traditional lager. It's got decent solid flavor to it just as a lager, but... There is just a hint of that sort of metallic, almost blood taste in the background. I'm not just saying that because it fits with the movie. It legitimately has a little bit of that metallic irony flavor in there. It's not bad. It's not great or anything, but like it's super drinkable. So Lestat would be way more into that beer than a blowjob. I would guess so, but I mean, that'd be a question for him, I'd expect. Can we get him on the phone? Yeah, one second. Let me dial him up. All right, get him on Skype. See, what's his number? Three? All right. Yeah, he's, he's been is, around a while, so. It is 1-800-666. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I fucking hate that still. <laughs> anyway, so we're at this concert, and needless to say, all of the hot topics in the area are completely sold out of everything. Dude. <laughs> Seems like it. I just want to say that whenever the fucking good guy vampires or whatever show up, the one that looks like Riff Raff, he has this moment for whatever reason. He looks over at Cake Face and she looks back at him and there's literally like a zoinks moment. <laughs> yeah, like when they're coming in, I honestly didn't know if these were like good good vampires or bad vampires or who these guys were. I knew they were vampires, but like who are they coming in here trying to fight? 
Well, I guess to each other. It turns into like a fucking ballroom blitz ball at this room. point. Nice. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> like, is, they're just yeah. like floating around, fading. One dude like gets like kind of a jump on the stat, but he like turns around with a mic stand and impales him immediately. I mean, it's just so... It's it's tough for me to, to describe without like saying like, oh, just watch it. It's just so slow and just awkward. And you're just like, man... People paid money to see this. It's a very sloppy tussle, and it's done with very bad (laughs) effects. Yes, I like that. It's like some uh, supernatural kerfuffle or something. Holy shit. It's like a bunch of fucking, like, (laughs) fighting people with super strength. That's what it is. Oh, imagine, like, the supermodel boys from um, Zoolander got together and had, like, an actual fight. That's exactly what it is. What really blows my mind, though, is all these people are literally flying around, and then Akasha explodes from underneath the stage like a fucking graboid. Yeah, where the fuck was she this whole time? She came from England. Don't worry. She took the Concord. She got... Good God, it's Kane! You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she pretty much takes care of, like, everybody else. Um, And then then she and Lestat just kind of fly off together and at this point i can't tell if they're like fighting or or fucking or like blood fucking i don't know <laughs> blood fucking i'm glad that we can all agree that they leave the scene the exact same way all of their awful effects do they just float away just yeah. because they need to be somewhere else how do we get there they just do they finally achieve a blood nut blood nut <laughs> finally it's all coming back around i want to yeah, discuss but- one of the absolute worst lines in this movie. You are bold, like your music. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yeah, he sure is. And your hair is crunchy, like those <laughs> ribs. <laughs> I like how you didn't even have to finish that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, but she's fucking hot, man. She's hot. Like, I guess. she's Selma Hayek, dust till dawn hot. I, I'm not going to agree with you there. No. Like, she's hot. She's totally fine. She's not Selma Hayek in du- from dust till dawn hot. Nope, not for me. Well, either way, she's totally into Lestat. And she's like, hey, have a zuckle of me, baby. And, like, I guess he does, and it turns him, like, into a daywalker, like he's Blade or some shit. Yeah, I don't fucking know, but we find out, like, she has chosen him for, like, to be his consort now. Like, the old Stone King, he is no more. It's all about you. That's where I kept you safe. <laughs> it's so just fucking bad, like, how yeah. this happens. Like, everything, because, like, he walks outside, it's sunlight, and he's like, oh, this is fucking weird. And she follows right behind him and is like, look, everything, <laughs> everything the light touches is ours. Like the Lion King. And he takes, like, one look around over his shoulders, like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, He's fuck the like, sun. <laughs> he went from vampire to glampire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I got it wrong earlier when I said that trip hop Jonathan Day's song was the best song in here. The best song in this movie, for sure, is right here during this scene where we get the the sexy little like rose petal bath. It's uh, "Change in the House of Flies" by Deftones. Honestly, I absolutely love this song. Y'all might disagree. That's the best song in this movie. Yeah, Deftone's Spa Day is just a fun scene that turns into, like, the DX intro video sex scene. (laughs) Oh. It's pretty rough. Like, this entire 
like little bit of the movie just after the concert is so just like shoehorned in there just so the rest of the movie could take place in like the little crypt area and they can all just be like i don't know like a shitty version of the craft man well for, first can we talk about how like while they're in this bathtub or whatever she she bites them a little bit just enough to draw a little bit of blood you know just playing around <laughs> and sucks a little bit of that blood and then she fucking snowballs it back into his mouth yo I don't know if that's gay or not, but that might be a little gay. What happens at Deftone Spa Day stays at Deftone Spa Day. <laughs> so, up to this point, this movie has been vague. It has been aloof. It's been semi-comedic and moderately sexy. The next 15 <laughs> minutes of this film, they were like, what are we going to do? And they're like, I don't fucking know, man, but wrap it up. You're not wrong. All I guess all the elder vampires kind of get together, and they're just like, the fuck you doing, Queen of the Damned, Aaliyah? And she's like, hey, we're going to take this bitch over again. It's going to be like the old times. Hell yeah. And they're like, nah, the 50s happened. You remember Elvis? Yeah, Elvis. All right, cool. Uh, Get fucked. Yeah, I don't think we even really mentioned very, very early in the film, there's like, one little snippet of a scene with uh, Jesse and her aunt. Uh, it doesn't really matter that much, but you kind of get the idea that her aunt knows that Jesse is has some kind of like inclination toward the vampire race or something. I don't know. Doesn't matter then. She comes back now. She's yeah, just a... here. It's supposed to be a big payoff that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the whole movie in a nutshell because it tries to have a climax and you're like, I guess, supposed to feel bad or something. Feel something. It just kind of just does. There's no resolution. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of a resolution. So we'll, we'll breeze through it. Uh, Akasha kicks down the doors and fucking mist comes rolling in like John Cena. She's like, pimps up, hose down, force chokes one bitch across the room, says, hey, Lestat, go titty bite that bitch, because she's your ex, and I don't like her. And (laughs) this is supposed to be a sexy scene or something, and it's fucking weird, because she's cradling him like she's breastfeeding a baby. Yes, that's very true. Like, he takes him in, and he's just like, goo goo ga baby says. And, like, he's like, what is this supposed to mean? What am I supposed to feel right now? It makes no fucking sense. And then all the other vampires are like, Lestat, let's all team up. And he's like, cool. And they all start biting her. And apparently, side effects of biting Akasha are xenomorph blood, and you burn alive. I don't... Is that what it was? I thought it was because... You know, she was still, like, I'll say at three-quarter strength after Lestat took the first bite, so they all go in and try to kill her. Mm-hmm. And she, like, brushes a couple of them off like they're mosquitoes, and, like, as <laughs> she's dying, she's like, hi-ya, you're dead. And then, like, when she's finally too weak, the one that looked like a really young Lars Ulrich, he's like, wait a minute, I'm not dead yet. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, she's dying. Let's just go ahead and finish it off. Yeah, Akasha, good to the last drop. Yeah, but she she says something like, uh, if you kill me, you kill yourselves, I guess, because she is like the original vampire. She sired everyone down the range. Sure. Uh, And I guess you're supposed to have the notion like, oh, if she dies, like all vampires just like disintegrate. That kind of thing. Like, you know, it's Uh no longer going to be a thing. And then the movie's just like, 
No? Yeah. Now, what really happens is, see, if you drink all the blood, you turn into a white chocolate statue, and she turns <laughs> into one of those giant snake fireworks from Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt! <laughs> dude, her death I, is so bad. It's just like... It's... Fuck, uh, dude. Fuck, dude. It's bad. Like, this entire scene made no sense. So, we mentioned before, like, all these vampires start biting on her, sucking her blood, and I guess her fucking tank finally ran dry, and she, like, chars up, like, she's been burned, like, she turns completely black, even her clothes, yeah. for whatever reason. Her clothes, her, the... like, crown, her teeth turn black. Yeah, and it's, like, cool imagery, I get why they did it, but, like, it turns into this weird Matrix camera moment as she dissolves into nothing, and it's so drawn out, I'm just like, goodness, just fucking die already don't fucking yeah. do here 100 she dissolves there. she dissolves like the sandstorm from the mummy <laughs> that too yeah so fuck but... man it just took forever and then like it hard cuts to that one lady who took the last drop and she's just like a wooden figure and it doesn't even fucking look like her yeah jesse's auntie is who ends up taking sucking the last drop out of akasha and that causes her to turn into a statue too uh uh, but everybody else is okay? All right. Technically better, right? Because, like, once they get a drop of her blood, you're just daywalker. So you're no longer uh, constricted to being at night. Right? Well, that's like movie logic. I I'm I sure guess. that's what they meant. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Like, I I'm shrugging my shoulders. Sure, yeah. We did it, boys. We cracked the code. The weirdest thing is, like, okay, they, happy ending time. They go out. They go to see David for whatever reason. She's like, David, I broke up with you. I'm going to make you cuck over my new Dracula boyfriend. He's like, is it fun? And she's like, he he, want to find out? And he's like, kind of. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm leaving. And he hooks up with Marius after this embarrassing breakup. It's a quick rebound, yeah. and it's wrong. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like them hooking up or if that was like... Is he just, like, creeping around? Is this, like, sequel bait or something? I guess so. I don't know. I thought, like... I just thought Balding Vampire showed up just kind of tie up loose ends just to kill him for whatever reason because he's been the guy that's kind of been researching everybody, kind of creeping around in the shadows anyways. I don't know. You know what? I don't fucking know. Why am I trying I... to inject logic into this? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, who I don't know. There? If that was sequel bait, who the fuck wants to see Marius and David? You know? Like, no. I don't know. Like, I can't explain it. Movie goes in, it's movie just goes like... out. No. <laughs> They're just like a supernatural odd couple. That's all it is. It's just fucking it's, Mario it's, and David. It's like fucking uh, Mad About You, but with Marius and David. <laughs> just Marius and, um, fuck, what's his name? Um, Paul Reiser? Oh, not him. Yeah, it's just, it's just Mario and Paul Reiser. <laughs> yes. Oh, situational comedy. Rest in peace, Aaliyah. So let me tell you guys. First, let me say this fucking movie. All right. Overall, it's not good. The soundtrack is pretty banging if you were a teenager in 2002. Uh, but among things that I would rather watch again would be the entire series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And honestly, all the Twilight movies are better than this. This is not a, a good movie in any capacity. Uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. I am 100% on the same boat. This movie is fucking aimless, shameless, and 
fucking not blameless. Like, this whole fucking thing is like, it's not even a fever dream. It's just awful. Like, there's no direction to anything. And I feel bad. Like, this is what Aaliyah is, like, remembered for, for, like, you know, a lot of people. And, like, for this being her, like, final whatever in the entertainment world, good God. I'm sorry. This is fucking trash. Like, I had some laughs, but man, those laughs are surrounded by trash. <laughs> this is a guilty pleasure movie for me, and if I said I didn't like it, I'd be lying to you. I've seen this movie like fucking six or seven times. Each time, I love the soundtrack, I laugh my ass off, and seeing that bar scene, I'm like, all right, we're doing okay. Um, do I think it's good? <laughs> I mean, not really. But it's fun. I had a blast making fun of this film. Like, if you got some buddies and you want to have them come over and instead of just playing music in the background, you need music and something to make fun of, this is your fucking movie. All right, I can get down with that. Well, there you have it. That's Queen of the Damp. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below. Hit all those different buttons for us. Hit the like button, the subscribe button. Bash that little bell icon, too, so you know next time we got another one of these brewing. Get out there and follow us on social media. We're fucking everywhere, y'all. We got the Twitter, the Reddit, the Instagram, the Facebook. We got, like, Apple Podcasts. We got Spotify. We're on YouTube. There's no reason you can't find us. If you, uh, if you guys don't find us, we'll have Marius find you. And he'll, like, Dave Matthews you into some kind of bandpire.